being a superhero is a trial by fire. Who's gonna protect the world if not people like you? Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A uh, demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Because we didn't ask for this, but you still got to deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Yes! No! No! I just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. Is there anything more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ. He is Steve. And brains, as well as brawn, run deep in the family in episode 285 today. August 25th, 2022, we're going to be getting right into our topic of the day, which is She-Hulk Season 1 Impressions. Before we do, make sure you Hulk smash that subscribe button and represent the notification bell as your client. So that way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week, every week. There is... One thing that I would like to give you before we jump in, though, Steve, I mean, would you mind? I, I have a bit of a little gift for you, a little something, something. Would you would you permit me to give it to you right now? Okay. <laughs> just give me <laughs> just a minute, Steve. I've been out here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Russ? AM ASMR time. Asthma. For you. Alrighty. Then the goblet of joy. <laughs> that, yes. The prime accessory. The mighty goblet. Show it appropriately, Steve. Put it next to your head so that way it's in focus. To yes. any household. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Woo. Nice. There you go. Right uh, I'm going to fill that one with... Uh, you're gonna put it in. Hey, put it wherever you oh, want, there, Steve. Put it wherever you want. A little red and blue right there. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's in the shadow. That's okay. Yeah, That's right. okay. The logo pops. Yeah. Right. 
happy with that, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to have to bring it to work tomorrow. Bring it to work and fill it with a nice big hot cup of 20-ounce Joe. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyway. It kind of matches. Well, it's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works. Branding right. colored uh-huh. goodness. <laughs> oh, this has got a little bit of black in it. Yes, yes. Black right. is one of our colors. It's one of the tertiary colors, Steve. Black, white. Hey, you got black right there. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Oh, clang, you know, clang. the one thing is if you look at the logo itself, mm. they did have um, limitations as to what we could do. So the dot, which is normally like our electric blue color, um, had to be switched over to white. So I hopefully you can deal with that, Steve. Hopefully that's not too much of a party white, foul. Blue. There you go. Well, actually, notice that the dot is silver. Yeah. But. Aluminium. What you could even like look at it as is that the the shorter tumbler that is blue is the missing blue dot within the J of the uh, taller joygasm uh, thermos tumbler goblet, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Anyway. So, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Shulk. Yes, She-Hulk has been released. It has the the first two episodes that are now available on Disney Plus, and I think I'll go first on this one. Actually, oh uh, yeah, you want to? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to say no. that I I'm okay. Total disclaimer: Neither one of us have actually read the comic book. The comic book has been in, in circulation for quite some time now, yeah. uh, but it was never one that you know, we were interested in that. We were just, you know, looking to, to, to read or whatever. Mm. So for me, that was something that I found to be curious mm. about interested in with regards to the, the TV show itself. Mm-hmm. I remember when Kevin Feige was on stage in hall H at SDCC several years ago, when he first announced that they were doing she Hulk for Disney plus, I was like, Oh, okay. And I, and I thought the, um, the actual logo itself was really fun, really cool. But I had no idea, as you, uh, being in the same boat, nah. about what her origin story was about. I had no idea how she became She-Hulk. I had no idea what her name was. Mm. None of that. So I was looking forward to checking out the show. I got to say, in terms of the impressions, again, with it only being two episodes, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. I think that it's a fun show. I think that... Um, Jennifer uh, Walters is her name, huh. or is it Waters? Jennifer Waters, Walters, Walters. I'm gonna go with that one. Jennifer Walters. Uh. Waters doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, Walters. I think is the it's correct Walters one. Right. A- attorney at law. Mm. But anyway, I was happy to, um, you know, just uh, we'll we'll get into spoilers in a bit. But like, you know, high level st- standpoint, I thought that so far the the show is fun. It's neat to see this this new superhero that um, is joining kind of like the MCU. She's not new in terms of the comic book world, but in terms of like the actual MCU, I uh, I'm, I'm actually pleasantly having a good time with the pacing of the show and like what the show has shown up to this point. What say you, Steve? Uh, I'm a little bit opposite. A little um, opposite. I, I think that uh, it's a bit cliche, and I think the, the pacing is a bit rushed. Rush? The pacing is a bit rushed. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, other Disney Plus 
shows, we have like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and these is like 33 minutes long. It's kind of quick for a character that's supposedly going to be in the MCU and maybe the Avengers. So, kinda, so they're trying to pack too much, I think, into, um, into each episode. Mm. And they should just be you know, exploring further, really. And so it, it doesn't really feel complete. It feels rushed to me. Interesting. Well, before we go any further, I just want to let everybody know that we have spoilers ahead. So consider yourself alerted. Mm. Now, I did think a bit about the pacing of what you're talking about, because it sounds to me like you think like they are, they're covering too much ground too quickly within the first two episodes. Am I accurate? Yes. Am I correct? Yes. So I did think about that as well. However, I came to the conclusion personally hmm. that actually, because I, well, let me back a little bit. Oh, I don't, I don't want to jump. I was right there with you. I, w- I was, I was going to, I'm lost. I was going to be at my jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> I decided to back away slowly. So my initial thought was, okay, in episode one, there was actually quite a bit that transpired. We were introduced to Jennifer Walters. We were also introduced to the fact that she is Bruce Banner's cousin. So she's part of the family. She has, um, you know, no Hulk sure. superpowers right. at the very beginning. Yeah. And then we, we get to see how, um, through like like the this this freak like alien spacecraft thing that does have relevance within MCU and that sort of thing. They get into a car crash. She ends up um really injuring her her form. She's got this pretty deep gash, this, this deep cut on her arm. And then as she's trying to to help her cousin out of the car, some of Bruce Banner's blood drips into her wound. That's actually something that I was like, oh, that's that's okay. That makes sense. I was thinking like how like how on earth does this person become a Hulk herself? Because the Bruce Banner way was through being, you know, exposed to like just these gamma rays and that sort of thing. And that, you know, somehow, some way his cell structure was able to actually survive and withstand and turn into this, this Hulk type of superhero. So I thought it was cool how like that particular vehicle for how she became that um, was just, it was so like matter of fact, like, oh, okay, done. Cool. And I found myself buying into that. Going back to what we were talking about, though, like in terms of how she has to deal with now the, the fact that she, too, has the same type of superpower and how Hulk was trying to walk her through things, that sort of thing. Initially, I was thinking, oh, all of that happened too quickly, right? Like I w- maybe there should have been more time spent with her coming to terms with her powers and that sort of thing. But then the, uh, the other side of me thought, well... Do I want to watch a Disney Plus TV show where we're eating up episodes that, I mean, most likely that's probably only going to be six episodes because that seems to be like the the amount that Disney does for each one of these Disney Plus shows. Do I really want to spend all this time watching her having to like do all this kind of coming to terms with her superpowers or should we just dive into more of her world, so to speak, being She-Hulk? And I, and I kind of came to the conclusion for myself hmm. that I was actually okay with that. I was like, you know, the, the having one season dedicated to kind of getting her into um, how she became She-Hulk, but not only that, but also kind of being shown the rope, so to speak with Bruce Banner. Like I just felt like that's all I personally needed. And now I wanted to get in. So now there's five episodes left, right? So I want to be able to find out, okay, 
how does she exist in this world? I I've been to comic book stores where I'll see covers of she Hulk and it's very obvious, you know, she, she's an attorney at law, that sort of thing, but that's all I know. So I'm, I'm very curious to get into that, but um, it sounds like you perhaps wanted to spend more time in that, that area. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I didn't know the origin story either. So I Googled it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, when in doubt, the internet, baby, Google. So, uh, what Google said was, oh. is that uh, in the comics, mm-hmm. some accident happens. I just read like the bullet points, the cliff notes here, Russ. Cliff notes are and, always helpful. Uh, and so, basically, there's there there's a big accident, and she uh, is in the hospital. She's like in the ER, and I don't know if she's dying. I think she's dying, and oh. she needs a blood transfusion in order to save her life. Bruce Banner, like, does a blood transfusion from him to her, and it saves her life, and that's how she becomes She-Hulk. So they had the correct thing of, like, okay, mixing of the blood. Um, I just thought it was kind of robbed of that because they still could have included something similar, Um, and they didn't. It was just kind of a rush, like, you know, oh, a spaceship comes out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, look out for the spaceship. Okay, oh, I leaked on you. Eh. Okay, now you're She-Hulk. Okay, cool. Let's just go for it, you uh-huh. know? And it just seemed like it was just like, we're going to have to go for it now and that's it. And it was it was just rushed. So I, th- I still think they could have done it in a different way. Like, if they were still in, a, in an accident, she winds up in the hospital and they do a blood drain. I mean, I just don't see why they had to just do a blood leak and that's it. Um, and it, and it kind of felt like if that was the only thing, um, it would be quite easy to make an army of Hulks if they just could get Bruce Banner to not change and just like make, you know, take all his blood from him and then make a bunch of, you know, it just seemed like that was weak in a way to me. Uh, that was the first thing. And then later on when, um, when he's, he's explained to her, like, you need to control your emotions. You need to be like, or is anybody else in there? You know, you, I, it just took me 10 years or 10, 10 to 15 years to master. And you're just like, you know, Ray from star Wars. And all of a sudden, like you're a master of being a, you know, what I, it took me forever to control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to me that felt cheap too. I, you do make a good point. Like, okay. Yeah, we have six episodes and they're halving the time of the episode. So how much of this learning experience are we going to want to get? Right. Um, but I think it could have been a little bit more complex in a way because um, they really focused on like the, the 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 jokes to men. Sure. And and while that's f- can be funny, it's just way overblown. I mean, the whole almost the entire episode is just rapid fire. Bam, 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 bam. Anti, not necessarily anti-men, but like, I'm better than you. Or I'm just as good as you because I'm a woman. You know, and Bruce Banner, physicist, doesn't matter. I'm smarter because I'm a woman sort of thing. I thought, okay, I get the joke. I get it. Can we move on? Can we joke about something else? Like, I, the show is supposed to be a comedy, but it just didn't seem like funny at all either. But anyway, where I'm going with it is they have that, that conversation where they're... Um, kind of meditating near the, the, the beach mm-hmm. and he's telling her, you have to control your emotions. And, she, and he, she's telling him that basically, you know, I'm going to control my emotions all the time because, uh, you know, men cat calling me and this, that, and the other. And I just thought that could have been handled a bit differently because I think women, um, go through a lot more emotions than us guys do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have explored that deeper. Like I'm, 
I don't know the half of it, honestly, <laughs> you know, really, really. Um, but I think they could have explored that deeper and they, I think they could have made more sense of that. And because of that, you know, she's able to control, she did, can't go into this rage, like whatever, and she can be normal and have a communicate, you know, a conversation, uh, not necessarily have to grunt and rage and throw stuff around like, mm-hmm. you know, non-smart Hulk, but, and they, and they just kind of didn't. So I don't know. It just felt, like I said, it just feels kind of rushed. They just ran through it and told us that that's what it is. It's interesting how they, it sounds like they combined both um, the situation where she got in the car crash, but then also the blood transfusion into just kind of one thing. So it wasn't like totally um, accurate to like the comic book origins, but at the same time, they's, they still took like the main elements from it, which I, I guess in, a, in its own way, because of the, it being the MCU, the MCU has a bit of its own trajectory, right? Like sure. when it comes to like how they have presented these heroes, how they've presented some of these stories. Um, I think they wanted to try and, and set the scene, so to speak, so that there would be more of, that kind of Mexico uh, cabana kind of place that Bruce goes to just be able to just relax and, and, you know, do his lab work, that sort of thing. Although, I mean, if I'm thinking about it, like, you know, it could have easily been that they did respect the original comic book origins of how she Hulk came to be. And maybe like she, again, I haven't read the comic book, but, you know, maybe she was able to, maybe she had like a a flash of anger or whatever. And he took her from the hospital or whatever, wherever it was that caused her to get triggered. Because again, it may be, I mean, when I think of the show, she first got really triggered in public when she was waiting for her cousin to come get her. And then those guys were, were, you know, know, kind of coming onto her, but like, you know, saying hi and she didn't whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, so then she had that, that trigger. And then, you know, from there he was able to, to take her to, to his spot. So, I mean, I guess it could have been anywhere, but having said all that, I didn't personally mind how that came about. I actually, again, I enjoyed the, the kind of the family banter in the car as they're driving. You know, I love the, the, the whole chopsticks and the Cheetos thing, which by the way, that is a pretty good life hack. If you think about it, that, that's a pretty fun. <laughs> as long as you can use the chopsticks. I'd be like, oh, is this what? Ah, well, I mean, the, the, cause, and the Cheetos are so big. Like, yeah. you know, I think they, I don't know. I, I was, I really enjoyed those little moments that they had. And then when the car crash happened, everything else, I, I totally accepted. It. I, I bought into it. Now I will um, also say in terms of what you touched on earlier regarding kind of like the, the, the training phase of like how Hulk was, was training she Hulk and that sort of thing, how to do certain things. I too got a bit of a sense of like a Mary Sue. Are you familiar with that term? A Mary Sue. Mm-mm. Okay. Mary Sue is a term where you have certain females in fiction that are almost invulnerable. Um, They do everything perfectly. They don't have really any kind of like horrible weaknesses or vices or whatever. And and you actually brought brought up Ray from Star Wars uh, episode seven, eight, nine, which is a great example of a Mary Sue where like, you know, prior to us seeing her as a Jedi, um, you know, we had 
Luke Skywalker and Yoda to go off of. We had Darth Vader to go off of. Darth Vader was the chosen one. So like we, we got to see certain types of things with the force, for example, where, you know, regardless of whether you're a Sith or a Jedi, it takes an awful lot of concentration and, and exert a lot of energy in order to like, say, move a rock or something to that effect. Or like, you know, if uh, the emperor is throwing like Senate chairs at Yoda, you know, he's having to really, you know, focus on that versus Ray where like, there's a scene where she has like all of these boulders up in the air and it's no big deal. And she just kind of trots over and starts talking to somebody else and that sort of thing. It's where, Essentially, what's happening is, is that those types of characters trivialize that which have come before that particular character and, and required merit and a sense of earning sure. um, those types of abilities or those types of skills. So I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think that Jennifer Walters was as... Um, as egregious as like, say Ray from star Wars. Right. Like I, I think that, that there were, there was a bit of that where it's like, you know, she can do just as many things as, as the Hulk can and that sort of thing. And perhaps, you know, from a technicality that is true, but again, being a newbie, being a beginner, I did feel as though she kind of got the hang of things a little too quickly, a little right. too easily. That might be once again like a byproduct of the fact that they only get six episodes, so they have to like get past it. But at the same time, they have to also keep in mind they they being the the cast and crew that you also don't want to shortchange those things because those are the fundamental building blocks when you are introducing a new character to um, both a pre existing audience but also a new audience, and and we we want to kind of go on that that journey with him or her and be right. able to like root for them as they have to try and figure this whole situation out. Well, I think too, um, being the main character, I think um, the way they rushed through things, I didn't really feel connected with the character and I just kind of felt like she was being too snarky, too much kind of, of, of a jerk. I mean, Bruce Banner is there and he's trying to help her sympathize with her and he's really being patient and she's just kind of just tossing it back at him. And if he exhibit some, you know, hulkness of like throwing a, you know, the, <laughs> the boulder into like outer space, or he, uh, he shows her how to like, you know, lunge jump from, you know, a great distance. And she goes, oh man, stop. Urgh! Sort of thing. He's going like, look, I'm just trying to help sort of, you know, and, and that to me, like just wasn't fun really. Right. I mean, I, I can, I love humor and I love sarcasm, but when it's just that, that constant, just overly snarky it just wasn't really that fun to watch now i will say going into the second episode things started to change a little bit and you know in the back of my head i'm thinking okay maybe they're overdoing it for the first episode so that it's creating some sort of arc for the character later on to explore in episodes you know well two three four five six whatever mm -hmm. so i'm leaving the door open for that but i kind of felt like this being the pilot episode um I really wanted to, to, to start off with a bang. Well, and I think maybe what will help wrap your mind around the approach that they've taken with this is looking at the character of Jen of Jennifer Walters before that she had this whole she Hulk thing going on. <coughs> Excuse me. She had um, a very promising career as an attorney at law. She was a very capable attorney um, she's bright. She's sharp. Sure. You know, she has, and again, it's, it's in the family. Like, I think that's one of the big things is that 
Bruce Banner and Jen are, you know, they're cousins. So like who, I mean, everybody can relate to like those types of relatives where like, you know, because you're family, you're going to spout off and say certain snarky comments to each other, but you still love each other. You know, there is perhaps like some competition between certain uh, relatives or whatever. So I think that they did a really good job with that. But I also think too, what they're doing is, is they are setting up her character to all of a sudden realize that like, you know, all the things that she was being dismissive of that um, Bruce was, was trying to teach and instill in her and warn her about. I think those, those very things are going to come back to test her throughout not just season one, but, but every other season that they do in the future as well. And so there is going to be, I think a bit of a maturing process because the main source of conflict for this particular character is, is that she has this awesome career that she's just getting started. She still has to pay off her student loans. You know, she's in that, that phase of just being a, a young professional person, but now due to the, the, the events that have unfolded, now she has to deal with this other part of her. And so that she's wrestling with like, you know, what is it that she wants to do versus what is like kind of like her duty or calling? And I think we're starting to see that play out in season or season two. Episode two already. Yeah. (coughs) Um, Yeah. I I think what they did too, that was a bit rushed was, um, I mean, they they went through this traumatic event together. Yeah. I mean, a car crash of that magnitude of, you know, flipping down a, you know, a small ditch. Um, Maybe almost dying. I mean, who knows? She was bleeding. She was she had a concussion. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? That 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 enough is to get, get you shook for a few days. Yeah. Um, and then to, to find out that you're a completely different person that you were before, personality wise, not so much. But now you have this completely different side of you ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, you grow to six foot seven. You're incredibly strong. Uh, I mean, you're, you're a mutant, you're a superhero now. I mean, you weren't before and now you are, so that's going to change your life. And then you then lose your, well, she didn't know she lost her job at that point, but I mean, Bruce was telling her, Hey, you can't go back to your normal life. You can't go back to your job. And so that's like, you know, one slap after another. And it just didn't seem like she was kind of, she was upset about it. Like, Hey, I want to go back to my normal life kind of thing. But it, what didn't necessarily seem like it was so heavy like all three big events happen one after the other within hours of each other. And then you're like, just, well, eh. it wasn't hours of each other because when she was at Bruce's little like Mexico cottage getaway, um, that, that actually took, we, we, we don't know how many days that she was there, but there were definitely like day after day after day. Like there was one instance where she was in bed and <coughs> he, um, woke her up with a, you know, the air horn. But I mean, even that, I mean, even like days. Okay. (laughs) So a bunch of like three big events happen to you within three. I mean, still that's, that's, that's quite a lot to to take in. Well, right. And and that's what I'm saying is that I think, I mean, she could have been at his place for weeks. I mean, we, we don't really have any kind of context of like, like they, like they didn't have, uh, little title cards come up that say like day number one, day number two, right? But we did see that there were a number <laughs> of things that Bruce was showing her or introducing her to that sort of thing. 
So yeah, I mean, again, for me, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I understood that, that there, there was a certain period of time that had passed while that was going on. And it brings me back to what I was talking about earlier about, do I really, as a viewer, want to see painstakingly like day 52? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. Like I got, you know, I, I, I feel like I got enough of what they were setting up in terms of how Hulk has gone through a ton. Like we've seen him go through a lot. And so he just, you know, he comes from that experience where she has not gone through all those different types of uh, situations that he has. And he I did, think that's he did the, the reverse snap for crying out loud. Like he's done a lot. He's done a lot. Yeah. And I think that that's the point though, is they there. That is one of the things that she is. She is not registering that as much as she should. And so she's going to find out for herself. And I think that's part of this whole story and this whole journey of hers is that, you know, she, she's a very capable woman, but at the same time, there are certain things that like, she just, you know, she initially thought she would, she would have it down. No problem. And now even just within episode two, she's coming to realize, Oh wow. Like this is like, kind of more than I bargained for. Like, I, I didn't think it would be that much of an issue. Like, like for instance, like her getting another job, like, you know, the whole situation where she saved the jurors from getting hurt or killed and then her losing the case as a result, because the judge ruled that due to the fact that she did that feat that now like they're no longer impartial the biased. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then she loses her job. And on top of that, she goes in every single place that she goes to apply for a new job as an attorney. She gets also shut down because of the same reason. Big liability. So again, like, like th those types of, of consequences are now in play. And I think when it comes to a show like this, to me, it's refreshing to see something because not every MCU type of movie or show has to go down that same path sure. of like, oh, there was some sort of like traumatic, huge, you know, dangerous event. And like, you know, there's all this like processing that the hero has to go through and they're so downtrodden and tortured. And it's like that has its place. I'm not like trying to like, you know, disparage that particular approach to storytelling. But we've seen that quite a few times with some of the all, you know other heroes that have already taken place. So if this show strikes me as more of, you know, a bit more of a lighthearted take, right? Clearly they have the female audience in mind because I think there are certain things that act as like kind of an exhale for um, different women who have perhaps, you know, can key on certain things like getting cat called, for instance, or maybe not being taken seriously at work. I will say to counterbalance like what I was talking about earlier in terms of like how you know, like, like there were elements of like a Mary Sue. What I did think was very telling was also that th I felt like they did a good job of how men tend to do m some mansplaining. Have you heard that term? Of course. Russ. I, I'm, of know, course. I just, you know, you hadn't heard of Mary Sue. So I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of going down this one. Make sure you know. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, like I did pick up on like, you know, obviously, Bruce Banner really enjoyed being in the kind of like this teacher role, especially when it came to the Hulk. And I felt like they did a really nice job of walking that tightrope where he really 
did want to help his cousin out, but at the same time too, like he was kind of over explaining things to the, it's like she gets it. It wasn't annoying to me or anything like that, but it was one of those kind of twinkle in the eye, you know, uh, grinning moments I had where it was like, yeah, you know, like I, I myself have been guilty of doing that, that type of thing in the past where I just sit there and I, and I, I mansplain. And so, so, you know, it's, it's just, it's, I think it's a refreshing take on how, um, you know, I don't think that they are necessarily vilifying or demonizing men at all. I just think that they are showing something that um, doesn't get a lot of attention, at least in the MCU universe. Mm, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it that way. I, I mean, I was actually <clears throat> feeling kind of like he's he's handling her with kid gloves in a sense because I mean, did you, you have you seen the the first Hulks? With, mm-hmm. Ed, with Edward Norton? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when he blows into this character, I mean, he is a wrecking ball and he's hard to control. Right. And it's not like he, Bruce was restraining <clears throat> her in this thing like, you know, we got to keep you down because you're going to go off the chain. And you're going to wreck everything and blow a crater in the universe, you know? Uh, I mean, he was letting her free roam around the place. He was, he was... Uh, I mean, basically treating her as if like Black Widow was trying to talk to him in a sense, but because this was his cousin, he was taking a little more TLC. But I didn't, I didn't see him as mansplaining at all. Um, I mean, I mean, he brings out like you know his you know syllabus he referred to it as, but I mean, he's trying to help. Well, and that's what I'm saying is I feel like the. <clears throat> the the cast and crew did a really nice job of skirting that line, walking that tightrope where he is very informative. He is a scientist. So yeah, he is analytical. He is going to be going through, um, you know, explaining certain types of things, but also too, there's, uh, you know, there was just this other kind of part of him where he was proud of the fact that he was more experienced than she was with this whole thing. And, and I think you know, again, it, it was done in a playful way and it wasn't like a, like a overbearing thing by any stretch, but there was just enough of that. There were like, like for instance, with the throwing of the boulders thing, that's one of the, 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 you know, uh, moments where, you know, he, he's like, Oh yeah, this is how you throw a boulder. And she throws it farther than him. And then he has to like show her up and like really launch it. And he's like, yeah, see, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and she's like, Oh yeah, like, I've been shown you show me, you know, that is totally a moment where he, you know, it's the mansplaining thing where it's like, it wasn't necessary for him to do that, but yeah. he, but it was just like he had to show her up kind of thing. I yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, but up until that point, I mean, she's just literally <clears throat> on him about how much better that she is. And so I, I that one time where he goes, uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna throw that. I'm like, okay, yeah, you get a pass for that, you know, because the entire time she goes, oh, like this is nothing. Being a hero is nothing. Oh, I figured this off faster than you can. Oh, I can heal because I'm better than you. Oh, I can. I'm like, I stop, just stop. Let's let this relationship be more than just the bickering. It would be one thing if it was like more kind of wisecracky, I guess, but it wasn't like I wasn't at first I was grinning. And then by the end of the show, I just like, what else do you got? Like, what else is there that, that that's funny? I, it's not funny. I mean, were you, were you laughing a bunch? 
I mean, to me, it wasn't one where I was, it was like a laugh out loud show, but it was one where like I was smiling from time to time. You know, I, I think that I um, I was entertained through the show. I got amusement out of it. I, I, I thought there were like, you know, like when she goes to the family dinner thing, you know, again, it's 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 I think the show is doing a good job of um, revealing humanity, right, where you know, like, like I can, I can speak for myself. You know, there have been times where I've gotten laid off from my job. I'm unemployed and oh, wouldn't you know, there's some big family get together. In fact, it's not just an immediate family get together. It's an extended family get together. And everyone has heard right. that Russ has lost his job. Right. I don't want to be there, but I have to be there at a social obligation, you know? So I really um, identified with that scene because it's just, you know, you feel so self-conscious and vulnerable and sure. weird and everything else. And she did exactly that. And so like, that was like a, a really nice example of how they balance these things out where it's like, you know, she has this new type of ability that Hulk never had where she immediately was able to just control on a whim when she'd be turned into she Hulk versus when she wasn't. And you can tell that that really kind of threw Hulk for a loop because he's like, man, like I never had that. I never had that opportunity. I've had sure. to really work hard in order to get to where I am right now. And so there is that, that interesting type of dynamic that's going on at the same time though, they introduce these other types of, of real world situations where she loses her job. She faces embarrassment with her family life. You know, even in episode two, when she does get hired on to that, that other law office, she comes to realize that the only reason why they hired her was so that she could basically walk around as she Hulk. And, you know, instead of hiring her for her skills as an attorney, She's almost being treated like a, like the company mascot or something like that. And that's kind of, you know, that, that, that's a kind of an insulting thing for her to deal with. But again, all of these plot points, I think really make sense as a driving vehicle for her to eventually just accept what has happened to her and to be not only that, but also accept the calling that is, is coming her way, whether she wants it or not. Yeah. Um, but the other way around with that one is, I mean, so the the department that, that the new firm was creating was was for you know representing you know, well not all villains, but I mean I guess it could be villains and uh, the good guys, but uh, they needed a superhero to represent all those sure people, right? Superhuman people, uh, basically because they can be kind of in your face and threatening, and they need a lawyer there that can can defend herself or himself, right? Well, it's like they identified an edge, like the the CEO or whoever the like yeah. the, the head honcho was at the uh, the law firm realized, like he he realized that hey, you know, watching her do her thing in the courtroom that he could probably gain more. Ex well, and he even talked about it how like by deciding to represent certain clients that are superheroes, um, whether they are superheroes or supervillains, it's just going to bode well for the, the law office because they're basically going to get more exposure. Sure. Now, like a new niche for him. Ooh. That's different than an itch. Yeah. Uh, I did like the scene with uh, Tim Roth. Yes. When, Love me um, some Tim Roth. When she walked in, was like, I can't take this case because, like, you were literally trying to kill my my cousin. He goes, like, it was your government that basically made me 
and told me to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, I ain't the bad guy here. You know, I was doing my job. I was following orders and I thought, well, that's different. Okay. That makes, t- and he was yeah. honestly, I mean, you watch the movie again. I mean, I've only seen it twice. And then last time it was a while ago, but um, I mean, um, there's a, there's a guy who um, I can't remember his name. It was the guy with the mustache. He's in like civil war. He was like one of the top or top, government officials I know who had talking contracts. About, yeah, I, I always his forget his his real name, but yeah. But anyway, it's him in that movie from 2008. Yeah. And he's like, look, you're kind of a twisted, you know, soldier in a way, but I mean, you can get the job done. So we're going to give you, we're going to pump you full of like, you know, baddie juice and yeah. make you into abomination. You, abomination. That's right. And, uh, I mean, he was taking Hulk out, you know, uh, I just thought it was, I, I I just like that, A, they put him back in the movie. He's oh, been yeah. in jail for all this time, you know, and he's getting old. Um, I like that they, uh, you know, he was like, oh, I made, I've, I've changed man. I've, I've written haikus. Yeah. People. She's like, I need something more than that. Um, but I, I just like his arc of, uh, or maybe not his arc, but that, his comeback to her of like, look, I was doing this but it wasn't just because I'm twisted and messed up. It was basically, I was following orders sent from your government. Who's who your cousin is also working for. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I thought that was complex and kind of cool. I am so excited that Tim Roth is in this show. Like Tim Roth, every single role that he has been in. I mean, he was in reservoir dogs. Yeah. He was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. He was in Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. I mean, like, like there are a number of different roles that he has been in where I'm just captivated. The entire, like, his performances are awesome. And the fact that he's in this, man, I, I just felt like that was a big treat. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this whole thing plays out. Yeah. So. Um, I did like the family scene, too. Which one? No, uh, I mean... After the dinner, when everyone goes like, oh, unemployed. Oh, you don't work anymore. Oh, you know. I got a job and a promotion at Best Buy. <laughs> no, I know. So what was funny there was like, do you even know what you do? Like, yeah. you, I'm like, yes, that yeah. is so true. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I worked there before. I'm like, how are you management? I don't even know. You know, like, do you even know anything? Anyhow. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so I, I did appreciate um, kind of like that the father daughter moment where uh, he's like he he knows you know Bruce is in the family Bruce is a yeah Hulk and so it's nothing new to him but I mean uh, even so there was just that tender moment between the both of them are you okay you know what do you need I'm here to support you sort yeah. of thing and uh, and even even towards like the the post credits you know he's just having her help out around the house do some heavy lifting I, I, like I just that. thought that was cute. I do appreciate too that they are including those post credit scenes. And then actually let's talk about the credit scenes themselves, because I love the motion graphics for the credits. Like you have those, those different sketches that come up and you see the the paint and the ink and the colors Mm. and stuff all coming in. Man, like I, I really dig that. Like both episodes I was watching, I, I didn't fast forward through that at all. I really enjoyed that. And I think they used unique images for both episodes. So it's not the same outro credits that like, you know, in other shows, you know, they, they kind of you know, recycled the same type of, uh, 
There was motion graphics. Some similar ones. I think there are, yeah, there were probably two or three in there, but I mean, there were a lot in there. It kind of reminded me a little bit Oh, how they do the Mandalorian um, right. in credits, right? Mandalorian, like, they're all different. Yeah. yeah, I just like little stills of the episode you just watched. The Mandalorian's good. They did a good job with that one. That's a good show right there. Uh, really uh, one of those stills that uh, sticks out is the one where I think they're posing for a picture. And then yeah. there's a fat, fatter, paunchy uh, <laughs> guy who's trying to like, you know, be Hulk, uh-huh. like a fat Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember that one. Both episodes, indeed. Yes. Well, and did you notice how there were um, like a bunch of people who were who were dressed up? They're basically cos- yeah, yeah, right. I think it was a cosplay group, honestly. And they want they saw it was She Hulk, so they wanted to get a selfie. Sure, yeah, yeah. 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 Fun stuff, indeed. But yeah, no, I, I was really having fun watching those end credits. I, I love that stuff. Do you think the Hulk's going to come back, Russ? The Man th- Hulk, not the She Hulk, the Man Hulk. Do you think he's in the show? Back? Yes. Oh, I'm. I'm sure. Yeah. He kind of flew away. Well, no. I mean, he, he was hanging out at his place, and you know, again, this is it's why the show is called She Hulk is that we want to be able to focus on her as the main sure. character. But yeah, I mean, like even in episode two, like she called up mm-hmm. her cousin to make sure that, like, uh-huh. I mean, it was kind of funny how, like, like it was like halfway making sure it was okay with him that she took the case, but at the same time she didn't care. She was basically calling him as a courtesy, let him know I'm taking the case. Um, and especially with Tim Roth being in there and him being abomination, I have no doubt that we will see certain instances where Hulk will make an appearance, come back because like I, he went, he like went to hyperdrive and went somewhere on that spaceship. That's right. He did. Uh-huh. Well, it might be that maybe, you know, maybe he's, yeah, they have to do something because, I mean, the ship came down because they were going to give him a message. Right. Which they knew no other way to do that instead of just, like, fly right in front of the car. Yes. Anyway, they so... They are alien. They don't have cars on their Well, planes, I'm sure Steve. they have ways of contacting. Uh, I mean, they knew he's Hulk. Mm-hmm. They got, he's got a little smartwatch. He's got a phone. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> is saying... That, is that one of those, like, 90s <laughs> cell phones? The way you held your hand out, it's like, oh, oh second. <laughs> no, it's more like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, before it was uh, digital, it was analog. I only have twenty minutes to talk, and this brick yeah. size battery is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I can only store five numbers. Now again, oh, we're done with that. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I thought, I thought you, yeah, no, you, you, you want to keep going? I thought, no, I thought you were going to continue the joke. Ah. Um. No, I, well, I was just thinking about how with Bruce being in outer space, going to whatever it is that he had to go to. So basically he's out of play, which means that she is going to have to deal with abomination. Uh, about that. Yes. Wasn't, did that fight look familiar to you, Ross? The one that they saw when he says, hey, click on the news. And she goes, with the clicker, and she sees Abomination in the cage fight. I did that recognize that. To you. <laughs> a little bit of the old Shang Chi came yeah. to mind in the Ten Rings. Shang Shaggy. 
And again, I'm really glad that they did that because that was kind of one of the lingering questions that we had was like when we were introduced to this like little underground club fight fest or whatever, it was like, what the heck is Abomination doing in there? And like, why is everyone just like cool with him being there? You know, because again, I mean, he's, he's not a joke. I mean, like he's a very formidable, dangerous villain. And so like that wasn't really addressed in the movie. Now it's starting to kind of all come together, which again, that speaks to the MCU strength in terms of being able to interweave all these stories cohesively. So do you think he escaped from jail or do you think he like he dripped his blood into somebody and made a replica abomination? I have no idea. I really don't know. I we're gonna have to, you know, stay tuned and, and watch and see how that all happens. Russ. Let me ask you something else. I love it when you ask me questions, Steve. Right now we have Smart Hulk. Yes. Right? Yes. I like Angry Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, when he goes nuts and just starts, you know, throwing Loki around. Right? I mean, I like, you know, Angry Hulk. Do you think we're going to get some of that? Later on, because we, ha- I mean, we, we can't just deal with Smart Hulk. Smart Hulk is boring. We have Bruce Banner as the guy who's going to be the, the physicist and the smart person and talk to everybody normally. And then you have the alternate side, which is big buff rampaging green guy to complete opposites. Now we just have a mutated of one. It's kind of like boring Hulk, Russ. Are we, do you think he's going to come back in the end? being rampagey? I think that's a good question because... It is a good question. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's one? it's a bit of a conflict that I have because mm. of the fact that, on the one hand, when, when that first happened in Avengers mm. Endgame, I want to say, mm. um, yeah, because it definitely didn't happen in Infinity War, it was a novel idea of how having this other entity, this other split personality... Um, that exists being able to like have an accord where they can coexist and then be smart Hulk, for instance, I thought, okay, well that's, that's actually kind of a, you know, that's a, that's a neat idea. But at the same time, I'm with you in the sense that I like my Hulk to be raging and like just thrashing like crazy and really hard to control. Like that's part of the appeal of Hulk, right? Like, I want him to, to, you know, take, you know, basically like have there be turns. It's, it's the whole uh, Jekyll and Hyde thing, right? Where like, you know, you could have the the good doctor who is mild mannered and that sort of thing. And, and does his work versus, <laughs> you know, when he, when he turns into this monster or in this case, the Hulk, then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like even his allies or his friends, you know, they're kind of like, okay, don't, don't hit me. Like I'm the good guy. I'm with you. Like, you know, call, and, and I actually really enjoyed that, that relationship that he had uh, earlier with black widow that he even kind of referred to where she had that little lullaby thing that kind of was like a hypnotic thing that caused him to just kind of calm down. Yeah. But almost pass out if you will, but go basically go into a trance and calm him down. I really like that. Um, and I do think that seeing smart Hulk all the time is a bit problematic. I would say to a certain extent, but 
We'll just have to wait and see. I, again, I don't read the Hulk comic. I don't read the She-Hulk comic. So I, I'm a newbie at this. I, I'm everything that I'm witnessing through these shows and movies. I'm seeing for the first time. And I'm just processing and soaking up like a sponge and going off of, you know, what they say. And I do think more or less like they're being pretty accurate to like kind of the main talking points of these origin stories. At least that's what I think anyway. Mm. What do you think of, of Tatiana who is uh, playing She-Hulk? Um, you know, I, it's funny. I, I, I like, her. it's like her personality fits when she is the She-Hulk. Uh-huh. Um, and so I like her better when she's CG. I know that sounds kind of bad, uh, but when she's just her regular self, it's almost like there's nothing really interesting about her and her personality. And then when she's She-Hulk, everything fits. Hmm. I don't know. I, I like her in both ways. I think that, that she's... Um you know, she's appealing. She's plucky. She's sharp. She's um, observant, that sort of thing. I'm, I find myself rooting for her regardless of which form she's in. Um, and actually I got to say like, like for me personally, like I'm pleasantly surprised about my investment thus far into the show. Like, and a lot of it has to do with her where I can see the the areas that she needs to grow as a character. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing her take that journey and, and do that maturing process. But it's not just limited to that. Like I do think in terms of like her performance of her timing, um, you know, her being an accessible character. Uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing that. And I'm really happy about the special effects, which you really haven't talked about. You know, the CG of her being She-Hulk, I think it looks good. I mean, like, like I would say 90% of the shots I, I watch, I think I think they're they're really good. And I, I think that she, you know, despite her being six foot seven and like, you know, huge and you know, big muscle and everything else, there is still a beauty to her look where it's like, wow, like she is really pretty, despite the fact that she could like totally demolish me and she's like way taller than I am, that sort of thing. You know, um, I think that that's a, a job well done when it comes to the, the CG folks who are working on it. Because again, like it's one thing, if you recall, when it comes to the Hulk, the Hulk went through several iterations. Like you, or you mentioned earlier about how, um, you know, it, it initially it wasn't even Edward Norton who was the Hulk. It was um, I want to say Clive Owen who it was, was the while um, you know, it was the one with uh, Jennifer Connelly as um, his love interest. And I I, I want to say it was Clive Owen, but like if you look at at the um, the way the Hulk looked then, as opposed to then when Edward Norton took over and was Bruce Banner, the Hulk changed yet again. And then when Mark Ruffalo took over the Hulk, it was iterated upon again. And if you go back, man, there's, there's such a, a process that took place where like the earlier Hulks really, eh, they didn't look all that realistic. And, you know, granted, you know, that that was several years and like, you know, the software has become more sophisticated and then the, the artists have become more experienced. But the reason I bring that up is that with She-Hulk coming fresh out of the gate with having a brand new character, brand new actress who they have to then, you know, adhere like the CG persona to, 
I think it looks good. Yeah, it definitely looks better than that the trailer looked. For some reason, the trailer... I think they got the trailer came out when they were still finishing it. It had to have, because I thought, man, even Avatar from back in the day looks like way better than this in the year 2022. So they got to do something with it. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, watching the show, I mean, I, I thought it looked great. I mean, regular Hulk looked good. I mean, he had his beard, kind of yeah. sort of five o'clock shadows, kind yeah. of graying a little bit. But I mean... Um, I was watching like her mouth movements and everything, uh, when, when she spoke, cause sometimes they kind of mess that up. Well, not messing up, but I mean, it's a little off. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Sure. Um, and everything was pretty spot on, honestly. And, they, and on top of that, they had a lot of close up headshots of yeah. her speaking as she Hulk. It, I mean, I'm w- watching it on, you know, 4k TV and I'm like, it looks good. So my proverbial hat does tip to the folks uh, in charge of that. Hmm. So what are your uh, concluding thoughts on it? Do you think that you're going to uh, watch the, the rest of the show or are you going to peace out? What's your, what's your um, stance? I, yeah, I, I think I'll watch the rest of the show. Um, I mean, it's not like it's that long. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. not really <laughs> even taking any time out of my day. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to be rushing to see like the next, you know, I mean, I might wait till like there's like two or three episodes out. And sure. Then I'll, you know, catch yeah. up or something. But um, so I'm not crazy excited, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will say that, you know, with the first episode, I really didn't like it. But I mean, the second episode, it's better. So I'm kind of I'm hoping it's going to keep doing this you know, staircase up with the episodes that come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I am. Um, I'm enjoying the show. I'm having a good time. I'm having fun with it. Um, it, it was definitely a nice surprise for someone like myself, because honestly I wasn't sure if I was going to be entertained by this particular show. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I am, I'm happy to say like, but like granted there has um, only been two episodes so far, but I really dig the pacing. I think that she is a very appealing character. I like how, despite her having the same types of superpowers as Hulk, she just, she has her own life that she's leading and it's putting her in this kind of unique space of being an attorney at law, taking a job with this particular um, law firm that really is not her cup of tea that like seems to be kind of, I don't know, like, like um, morally uh, questionable, if you will. Like, like basically they're going to try and gain exposure and money any way they can. And that's, you know, she has a moral compass. She has certain standards that, that and ethics that she likes to work from, but now she's been placed into this kind of environment. And so I, for one, am definitely looking forward to seeing what happens. I do think in terms of a show, what is really cool about this formula is she's an attorney. Yeah. So like for season one, the season one could just be focused on her representing Tim Roth, or I should say um, abomination. But, <laughs> you know, like, like if you think of like, like those classic types of attorney types of TV shows or whatever, they would spin like, like, you know, the majority, if not the entire season on just like one client that the attorney has. And then at the end you, you get to witness like, <laughs> Unintended. You get to um, see like how 
that attorney is able to either like prove that like the person they're defending is innocent or if they're a prosecution style or prosecutor, I should say, um, attorney, then watch and see how they are able to actually, um, you know, win the case, so to speak. Law and order style. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting to think about with, with this because I could see them doing something where like, you know, with each season, she is able to take on like a new client and it could be like someone who could be well known within the MCU or maybe it's not, but I think that's, that's really cool because it gives them time to be able to play with these characters, right? But you're, they're in this, this, this new, this new unique sandbox. And not only that, but then they're, they're doing the same type of formula that we've seen in some of the other MCU Disney plus shows where like these certain characters, that we haven't seen in a while, they bring back out like like with um, you know Captain America: Civil War. There is that one character that was like really turning Iron Man against Captain America, and it was because like you know his family got um, killed and everything else. Anyway, you don't see him for a while, but then they they brought him back out for one of the the Disney Plus shows. We're like, oh wow, we haven't seen that guy in oh, years. Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. That's right. Yeah, and then not only that, but then the relationship that they is like this like uncomfortable alliance or temporary alliance going on between the three of them. To me, that's juicy. That's good. That's like that. It's like, oh, what's going to happen now? Like, you know, like, like, let's put all these different characters in this situation where they have to work together, even though they don't trust each other. And how's that going to work out? I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen in this show, but I, I, I guess what I'm getting at to make a long comment short is I see potential for how they could have a formula that is original, is unique, and can be rinsed and repeated within this show. Ah. And with that said, (laughs) I want to thank you all for hanging out with us here on the program. If you uh, enjoy the show, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention it continues financially helping us do the podcast. Also make sure you click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of joygasm. It drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, you could do a search for at joygasm TV on your social media platform of choice. We're on just about all of them. Last but not least, do a search, if you're so inclined, for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. In fact, there may be instances where you will also catch us on YouTube streaming at the same time on the same day. We thank you for hanging out with us, and we look forward to hanging out with you all again next week.